0: Welcome to Living With, a podcast about the stories and people behind Health Union. Health Union integrates the power of human connection and technology, uniting people in the shared experiences of life with chronic health conditions. I'm Emily Downward. Brooke Pelzinski is one of Health Union's advocates on multiplesclerosis.net. She was diagnosed with MS in her senior year of college, the summer before she graduated with a degree in illustration. As a visual artist, she shares her experiences of MS through her drawings, adding her unique style and her sense of humor to our community. What did you experience that made you realize you needed to see a doctor?
1: I had a lot of experiences that I ignored because it was a time of my life where I was trying to be very skinny and trying to be cool in art school. So... Like, all this crazy stuff was happening, and I was like, no, that's because I didn't eat enough today, or I had too much coffee, or whatever. Everything's fine. My life is great. And then I had fallen for no reason, and it was odd, but I didn't tell anybody. And then my eyes did that crazy thing where they just kind of do whatever they want, and they rolled around, and it was bizarre, and I ignored that, too. And at the time, I was dating somebody, and... They were like, you're, you're weird. Like, I just touched you. You had no idea. And I was like, you didn't touch me. Stop being a putt. <laughs> and he was like, no, well, I just touched you. I was like, mm, I'm ignoring that. And then he pinched me and I had no idea. And then I looked at my waist and I was like, oh, that's like nail marks. I should have felt that. So mm-hmm. I went to the doctor and that's, that's where it all started.
0: And how old were you?
1: 22. Mm-hmm. 21, 22. It's been a while now. And I'm I'm turning 28 at the end of the month,
0: so. Wow. How long did it take to get a diagnosis? Not
1: that long. Maybe, like, less than a month because I had several lesions on my brain and I had a few on my spinal cord. And my first neurologist, who was, like, the best neurologist in the world in my head, and she was great and she was, like, very upfront with me about what was happening. And she was just like, I think this is MS. And she goes, I don't want to do a spinal tap. If you want to do one, we can do it. And she goes, but I don't think you need it. So we didn't have to do a spinal tap. Thank God. That scares me. But
0: yeah. So that is how that happened. Did you know what MS was when you got the diagnosis? Nope.
1: I had no idea. And then my parents were picking me up because... Long story short, my dad was friends with a doctor at the time, so my parents got the diagnosis before I did, which I know is totally illegal, and maybe you shouldn't write that, but (laughs) my dad knew before I knew. And they picked me up, and they're weeping in the car, and I'm like, oh, my God, I have a brain tumor. I'm going to die. And then they were like, no, it's this, and I Googled it. And if you Google MS, it's horrifying. And I, like, I had, like, had like a break. I was like, oh, my God, I have to live with my mom for the rest of my life. Kill me. Mm but no, I had no idea what MS was. And then I found out that there's a possibility that my father's brother has it. And then that I have a cousin that I'm not close with that has it. So I think it just runs on that side of the family.
0: You've written that MS may have changed your life, but not necessarily for the worst. Can you tell me about that?
1: I made a lot of better choices in my life because of my MS. Like I take care of myself better. I weeded through my friend garden, and I was like, okay, these are my friends, these are not my friends, and that was really hard to do, because you realize, like, who's there to help you when you really need the help, and then, like, I got sick, and I was upset for a while, and then I was like, oh, maybe I can make art about this, like, maybe I can use this to my advantage, I know that sounds horrible, like, I'm, like, pimping out my MS, I'm like, (laughs) Maybe I have similar experiences that other people have, and nobody nobody talks about it, but I don't mind talking about it in a comic or two. So, so I got sick, and now I have all these great, like, I get to make art, and I get paid to do that, and that's awesome. So
0: Yeah, tell me about your art.
1: Hmm, I do, like, several different kinds of art. I guess I wear many hats, but my art originally, before I got sick, was pretty detailed, and time-consuming process-wise. Like, let's make a sketch. Let's make another sketch. Let's finalize that. And then I realized, like, I can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. My, my arms are too tired to have that much work and it never looks the way it was supposed to and it was really upsetting. So now I just do abstract paintings and they're beautiful and I have, like, just learned to adapt from where I used to be to now. And I feel like My work looks better now, more like me.
0: Mm.
1: And I also make the comics and illustrations, which is more difficult, but I think just
0: as nice. And your comics show up on multiplesclerosis.net. I've been looking at them, and it seems like you, you use humor a lot to try to explain some of the difficult parts of what's going on.
1: I have decided that if I let every little thing cause me to become upset and frustrated, I might as well just sit in my bed all the time. Like, what's the point? So just try to be as positive and entertaining as possible. Nobody knows that I have MS because I don't look sick. But I'm on the subway and people will stare at me because they're like, why is that woman itching her head like she's on drugs? And I'm like... It's a little embarrassing, but you know, they don't, it's none of their business. So it's got to be light about it so that it doesn't cause my life to melt.
0: Yeah. So, how is your daily life impacted by MS? What do you experience?
1: Um, I have a lot of loss of feeling in my arms, and I definitely have that lightning bolt going down my spine when I look at my toes. But I'm very clumsy and fumbly. But I can still walk pretty great, so I'm pleased about that. But definitely numb, numbness and tingling all the time and trying to explain that to people, they're like, what do you mean? And I was like, it does not feel like when your foot falls asleep, but it does feel like when your foot falls asleep, and it's all the time. I was like, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And you're like, how do you do anything when, you, when you're doing that? I'm like... Just have no choice. Like I, what am I supposed to do? I just get my stuff done. But mm-hmm. I live a pretty normal life. I have a job. I have. I go out with my friends. I have a pet. I have a cat. And just live in day to day. I mean, yeah, I just definitely take it day by day because I have good days and then I have like bad
0: days where I'm like, I'm gonna sit in bed all day. Yeah, I think that's understandable. Yeah. What have you found helps you cope with the emotional aspects of living with MS?
1: Painting. Painting Mm -hmm. for sure. And then I started, I just, I was like, I can do anything I want and no one's going to tell me that I can't anymore. So I find myself new hobbies often. So although I'm a painter and an illustrator, I just will try and do anything I can to keep my mind off of being like, you're just a sick girl like no I'm a sick girl and now I know how to bake this cool cake and now I can put up my own shelves if I take the time to do it and I just find new things to do bought myself a sewing machine and I'm working with that a lot and I go to the gym and I walk on the treadmill and it makes me feel good about myself (laughs) I,
0: I think it's important to celebrate even things that may be really simple for other people right
1: yeah, like I go to the gym and I walk on the treadmill for like 40 minutes on a slight incline and I see all these people running next to me and I'm like, you know what, good for you that you can do that. I can't, but I'm still here and I'm still like doing my best.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Thank you. So that's probably, that's how I deal with my, my situation. I also play video games and the, I was reading an article about how video games are good for cognitive Dysfunctions in people with ms hmm. so i was like wow i have an excuse to play video games now this is great
0: <laughs> that sounds like a good, <laughs> a good justification yeah, I'm
1: playing them i'm like i'm really just like pussing around wasting time and I'm, then i found this article and i was like oh excellent not a waste <laughs> of time keeping my brain sharper than it than it is
0: i think it's great when you can enjoy things that are are quote-unquote therapy right
1: yeah, exactly. I'm like, I can sit here for 40 minutes and play this game, and it's good for my health and my emotional stability.
0: <laughs> so what, what do you think is the most difficult part of dealing with an invisible illness like MS?
1: It, it really, really annoys me and makes me, I don't want to use the word angry, but I'm very angry when I'm having a bad day. And I need to sit down. And I live in New York, so I take public transit a lot. And there's so many different kinds of people in New York and in the world, and I get it. And I know that this, like, 56-year-old lady looks at me and goes, well, you shouldn't be sitting down because you're fine. Like, I need to sit down. And I'm just like, I need to sit down, too. And I'm like, you don't know what my legs feel like. And although you don't look ill, maybe you are, but... I have every right to sit down the same way you have the right to sit down. Mm. And I think that is the most frustrating part of having an invisible illness is that people look at you, like me in particular, because I'm so young. And they're just like, this selfish girl sitting on the subway when this mom is standing with her two kids. And I'm just like, I'm not selfish. I deserve to sit here just as much as you deserve to sit here. And I think that is the hardest part
0: Mm.
1: of having an invisible illness. Because if I carried around, if I, I have thought about it often, like, maybe I'll just get a cane to, like, I don't need a cane. And I have rough days where my walking is wobbly, but I'm trying to avoid the cane. I mean, if I had a cane, it would be beautiful and have a bird head on it. But (laughs) that's, that's, that's a story for another time. But I've planned all of these things out in my head. But I'm trying to avoid that part of my life. But do I need that to have people understand that, like, maybe there's something you don't see, and it's, it's upsetting to me a little bit.
0: Yeah. Can you tell me about how someone in your life has supported you in a way that made a difference to you?
1: Oh, I have an extremely, sometimes overly supportive family, and it's a lot, and I know that they care about me, and they're, like, nosing about in my business in a good way, but I'm always, like, I'm good until I need help, but I guess my mother would be the rock that i go to when i'm really going down the tubes and she helps me like having to schedule appointments and all of this all of this stuff that you're not ready you don't realize that actually comes with a disease like the disease is what it is but it's all of the extra crap that comes with it that is even more frustrating than my illness like scheduling appointments making sure that i get there on time how am i getting there Why is this man coming to my house to give me steroid medicines? Like, why can't I go to the hospital and have that done? So my mom, her name is Liz, is um, very, very helpful and supportive with all that because although I don't need a lot of physical help, I emotionally am very fragile sometimes. And she will listen to me on the phone and listen to me complain and offer to do things for me. And I'm just like, sometimes I just need to vent and she'll listen. And that's, that's really supportive to me. And then every year my friends organize the Muck run. Well, we don't organize it, but my best friend Lauren organizes all of us to go to the muck run. And we do that every year, and those are my my support teams. I have a big group that we all go, and it's pretty great.
0: And what is the muck run for people who don't know?
1: Oh, the muck run is like like a tough Mudder event. It's like a bunch of obstacle courses. In the summer, which I do think is a flaw because people with MS don't like the heat, but that's none of my business. And you run through the mud and you raise money for MS. I guess I'm hoping they're raising money for a cure one day, but who knows. And you do it with your friends. And then if you have MS, they give you like a special bandana. But just a good time to go with your friends and do silly stuff and raise money for MS awareness and walk through the mud and swing on a rope, I guess.
0: That makes it sound fun.
1: It is a good time. I don't know if I'll be able to do it this year, but the past three years we've went in, it's always an enjoyable afternoon.
0: So tell me about uh, multiplesclerosis.net. How has being a part of the community made a difference for you?
1: So I emailed Alina with the hopes of possibly just doing an illustration for them one time, and... She reached back to me like almost immediately it was like a day or so and she was just like oh my gosh we don't have anybody on the team that does art would you be interested in like doing art for us and i in at first i was like oh like illustrate for the articles that's cool But she was like no like you'll have your own space and you could do your own stuff and all this and i was like what so <laughs> wild so it really kind of started in my head as just like oh a one-off illustration and it's become this I get to do three illustrations for them a month and it's great and I love doing it and I love that I have my own section and then I can see other people's sections and I'm like, oh my gosh, look at all of these inspiring opinions that I could take from and make art about as well. So that's what multiplecroses.net is. That's what I do there. Make nice. some comics, get to bring a lighthearted touch to MS. Hopefully people are getting a kick out of it a little bit. And that's what
0: I do. I love it. Thank you very much. Do you go to the site for for information or support for yourself as well? I
1: go to the site for inspiration. No, I'm kidding. I go (laughs) to the site and I read through. I often find it difficult to explain to my friends and my family, like, this is something that's happening to me. And like, like the other day we were watching something silly and I started to like weep and I'm why am I crying? There's no reason for me to be crying. And they're like, what's wrong with you? And I was just like, uh, like, I don't want to like throw the MS card all the time, but I'm just like, oh, here's the article. Read the article. Mm. I'm like, this is a thing. This is the only way I'm going to explain it to you. Read the article. If you have questions. You can ask me. So I use it in like the way where I'm directing people to it when they're confused about what I'm going through. And I'm like, this, art, this like website has a good, like a good candid description of what's going on, but it's not too depressing and it's not too, it's, yeah, it's not depressing. It's
0: just like, this
1: is what it is. Sorry. <laughs> that's my answer.
0: <laughs> I think, I think that's, that's helpful. Yeah. To have, have somebody else explain it. Cause sometimes when you're in the middle of it, especially if it's something going on with your, with your head, right? Like emotions or yeah. cog fog. And it's
1: overwhelming. And then I'm getting more upset because, Trying to explain that, and they're like, yeah, maybe "You maybe just don't get enough sleep." And I'm like, "I get plenty of sleep." Stuff like, stop trying to make up the excuse for me. I already know what's going on. I just, I don't want to explain it to you here. It's just somebody else explaining it. Mm. And I do enjoy reading the other contributor sections. Find them very amusing because I think that a lot of them write curt, like curtly as well. I'm just like, I appreciate their bluntness.
0: Yeah. It's nice having other people who get what's going on with you.
1: Yeah. And I think that whoever selects all these people, I think it might be Alina. I think that she did a damn good job. Lots of different opinions.
0: Different voices. Yeah. Yeah. Different voices is good. Sounds much better. (laughs) Is there anything you wanted to share that I didn't ask about?
1: I feel like that was good. I, I often joke around with people who are like, oh, what's going on? And I direct them towards the Urban Dictionary definition of MS, which is a hysterical definition. And I would just say to people that are listening that they should go look it up. So it's funny.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. It's
1: funny. And I'm just like, Urban Dictionary is like, I guess not the best place to be advertising for, but it's a funny definition. And it really hits the nail on the head.
0: I'm definitely going to have to go look it up now. Thank you. Yeah, you
1: will. Yeah,
0: It's very good. because
1: <laughs> it's, it's just like, this is what it is. But that's how I feel about myself. Like, this is what it is. What am I going to do? I'm going to curl up into a ball and like cry the rest of my life, or I'm just going to like hour through it. Let's get it done. Play the hands you got. You got a good poker face. Nobody needs to know. And that's how I feel about
0: my MS and my situation. Well, I think it's very inspiring. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me today. And of course, Emily, I had, a, I had a blast. Oh, good. I'm well. I'm smiling over here too. So it was it was oh, very absolutely. enjoyable. And uh, perfect. Yeah, and so the, we're planning on this coming out for March for Multiple Sclerosis Awareness Month.
1: Dope. That's so dope.
0: Brooks artwork and join the conversation, visit multiplesclerosis.net. You can also find the community on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a review as that helps other people find it as well. Thank you for listening. I'm Emily Downward.